Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome back to your favourite podcast, the Vibing and Striving Podcast. My name is Hassan and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Joe Jacobs. Mr. Joe Jacobs, take it away, geezer, take it away. Um, well, in today's episode, we'll be talking about burnout. Is it real and how to cope, really? Um, I think I'll start off by saying what my thoughts and then I'll, I'll push the topic over to you, you know, push the question over to you, Hassan, and say, and ask you really about what your perspectives on burnout, you know, your personal feelings and your personal experiences. Um, but I'll start off by saying my perspective of burnout is that it is real. Um, we will, uh, thing about this podcast episode in particular, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have a little bit of different opinions on this matter, which is always good, subject for discussion, and we also have common areas where we agree. But I'll start off by saying my perspective of burnout is that it is a real thing that we all have, and we will have probably, we can relate to in some different ways, some different to others, and we can, we can all find a common ground, and we've all experienced it in different in different degrees in life, in everyone's point in life. Um, I would say it is real and we can learn to handle it and you can get better at predicting when it's going to hit you and putting strategies in place. Um, but yeah, it affects us all, doesn't it? It really affects us all. Um, but Hassan, quickly then, what are your perspectives on burnout? I believe it can be controlled. I believe there is no reason that you have to get to the stage of burnout I think it is real, but that doesn't mean it has to be real for you if you do it right. If you plan your shit right, I think you won't have to ever get to that stage of feeling so demotivated and tired. I think it's all about planning it out in advance and being real with yourself. If we take the topics of, if we take revising for exams, for example, something which I'm sure many of you can relate with, and I can most definitely relate with after doing four bloody A-levels, maths, fair, math, physics, and econ, if you guys didn't know, that was great fun. But anyway, lots of revising, lots of bloody revising, I tell you that. But I never, I felt, don't get me wrong, I did feel tired, I, I was sick of revising, but I was never, I don't think I was ever burnt out. I think I could keep going. And I think the reason for that is I spaced it out. Don't get me wrong, I had days where I was sick of it and I really didn't want to do it, but I still managed to do a bit. I never stopped. I never grinded to a halt. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, just do a bit at least. Um, it was definitely getting tougher, but I think because that because I structured my revision and I got a lot of it done early pre-exam season so I was already confident with a lot of it I think that helps a lot and it put me in a good space for my exams but yeah I think if you leave it all to the last minute that's when burnout happens when you aren't mentally ready for what's going to come but I feel like if you if you plan it all out and you know your limits you know your capacity you know how far you can push yourself I think everyone can manage it to a certain extent from your own actions and your own controlling of your thoughts through meditation and other avenues that help you cope with it, coping with that stress, I guess. But uh, what do you think of that, Joe? I agree to some extent, um, but I also think differently of others. I think especially with this episode i think it's very interesting that how we have different backgrounds how we have different both we have we have different interests and we're 
you know, you're more academic and I'm more creative. I think burnout is different for creators than academics, I think. Um, because, from in my own personal opinion, as the, when you're burnt out as a creative, when I'm creating from my personal experience, when I'm creating my designs, when I'm meant to do a like artwork every single day, you know what I mean, and have a different topic, different brief, or work work on the same brief but for a prolonged period of time, I feel as though when you're burnt out and when you're feeling like you know you just can't do anymore, maybe it's too boring, not not really too boring or anything. It could be the most interesting thing, but when you're just overworked. I feel like if you're trying to be creative, but having the pressure of working towards deadlines that, which is fine, I think deadlines are, the, are really great. It's not that, it's that when you're in a pressurized environment, when you're feeling burnt out, where you have no energy, it's very hard then to be creative. Because in able to be creative, you've got to have the free mind, you know, have to have to have mind space in your, in your head to then be free to then allow you to think outside the box, allow you to extend and allow you to, you know, further your artistic creations, whatever that may be. So as a creative, when you're burnt out for me in particular, and I think a lot of people can, you know, find some common ground here, you kind of cut, you, you find it, I find it impossible, or to some extent, to create ideas, to create new ideas, to be excited, to create and to make art that is engaging and is that, to the best of my capability, for an example, if that makes sense to you, Hassan, like, I just can't focus, I can't, I can't, I can't tap into the creative side of my brain that needs the most amount of energy when I'm just feeling burnout, exhausted, and feeling like I can't continue anymore, if that makes sense to you. There's definitely a fair point in that, but I say, just put your shit in perspective. When you have to go for those long days and you have to really push yourself mentally or whatever, just remember that there are other people who have had to do a lot harder stuff and they've done it. And they've done it. And although you are not that person, you most likely could do that, if not more. And that kind of, um, that thought of knowing that people have been in harder spots and they still managed it. It gives me that hope, and that hope kind of re-motivates me. I'm like, okay, you know what, this isn't as bad as I think it is. Let me just get going and see where it takes me, you know? Don't get me wrong, it's not going to be easy when you feel demotivated and you feel stressed, but it's all about managing it. If you see it as stress, if you say, I'm stressed out, well, yeah, no shit, you are going to be stressed out. Um, I'm not saying don't admit stress, but know how to channel it, know how to use it to your advantage, which sounds really stupid, but it's something that I'm trying to do more. I'm no master at it by any means. And if it comes across like that, well, I'm not, I tell you, I get stressed out all the time. But it's about learning to control that. Things such as meditation, you know, where you actively try to focus on such a simple thing as your breath and you forget about everything else. Well, at least you try to it kind of recalibrates you. When you realise that people have had it a lot worse than you, I think that allows you to come out of the situation feeling stronger and like, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. But then it ties into that self-belief. You need to have that self-belief. If that's, that isn't there, then you may just, you may do, you may walk, you may get burned out then. I think it's all about that self-belief you have with yourself. 
I look at it slightly differently then. I, I understand that. I'm not, I don't view it as such a like, this is life or death, you know what I mean? There's people that have worked harder than you, you know, push yourself to your 110th degree. Obviously it depends on what you're working towards, what your goals are, what you're feeling burnout about. If it is, you know, getting this assignment in on time, if it is completing your third year at uni, or if it is something within your job that you just need to do. If you need to do it, then we will do it, you know? If we need to do it and there's no other option, we will do it and we'll get it done. If we like it or not, if we're happy with the end result or not, we will get it done and that's final. You know, I feel as though, I'll, I'll link it back. It doesn't even need to be like job related or um, it doesn't need to be college or work related at all. I can link it back to last week. I went out cycling with my uncle, right? And he pushed me very far. I have to admit, mate, he actually pushed me so far. Um, and it wasn't a lot for him because he was used to cycling like every single day or every other day, a lot in the week, you know what I mean? Going for massive cycle rides, doing doing big rides, you know? And for me, I haven't cycled in over a year because of coronavirus and everything else. That was a long cycle. We cycled like 21K, I'm not gonna lie, 20, maybe 23. It was a lot for me, right? And I have no shame in admitting it, but for him, he could do it again. And we, when we got to the end of the ride, well, halfway through, right? My legs started cramping up, right? but I had no choice but to keep on going. I literally was swearing under him at my breath. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh, you you made me cycle. I was, I was in pain, I was really in pain. But sometimes I had no I had no choice but to keep on going. Even though my legs were giving up, even we had to literally take a break to you know move my legs around to make them, because I, I was feeling them cramping up. But I had no choice, but because I was either gonna get on my bike and cycle home or not get home this evening. Do you know what I mean? It was a choice, but you have to do it. And it was the fact that I was in so much pain, but him, my uncle, that was training a lot a week, maybe every single day even, um, going swimming, mainly mainly every other day, every single day in the morning, you know? So he was training and he was trained his body to do that. So he was, he was sprinting at the end because it was easy for him. Because I was not used to it and because I hadn't, you know, I wasn't experiencing anything. It was very painful for me. I wasn't used to it. And when he got home, it was fine. And when I got home, I was burnt out. I was on this floor. I was on the floor. Couldn't really get up the stairs. I'm not going to lie. I had to have a nice hot bath. Um, but even relating relating to it to a silly like cycle ride, I feel like you can prepare yourself for these burnout things when you're feeling burnout. You can prepare. You can learn and you can, you know, in life, we're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna have our good days and bad days. We're gonna have good periods of time where we work really hard and we get the result we want. We're gonna have bad times where we work really hard and don't get the result we want. It's what you take away from it that really matters and that will prove if you grow or not, do you know? And it's if you train and if you, with burnout especially, if you're con constantly setting yourself goals and like meeting them or not even that, or constantly learning from your failures. And if you constantly, are, I'm getting burnt out like, you know, by getting to these massive deadlines and I'm not I'm not reaching them. Why? Are you pushing yourself too hard at the end that you're not you're not you haven't planned it? Or have you not planned your times? It's all about planning. I think burnout is a real thing that we all face, you know? Is it the lack of hobbies? Is it the you know, you're not seeing your friends? Is it the not is it they're just not having a balanced life? Is it you're working too hard? Because sometimes in what I've found in my planning should like my planning that I do whenever I'm undergoing a massive task or small task in fact in life. And I still don't follow it to this day. I still find it hard because it doesn't make sense in my mind, but it actually does. Is that sometimes you have to not do work to be productive. Sometimes you have to spend time with family and friends 
and that is actually going to boost your productivity when you're back in the working environment and when you work and still to this day I struggle with it and my friends out there I don't see them enough I'm really sorry because I'm struggling with it to this day but that is the most important thing you know it's all about coping with burnout it's all about recognizing that it's coming and still even when you're really stressed mate to take a day off to see your friends especially when you're when you're in a creative world and when you're in a creative job in fact is to stimulate yourself go to a gallery work out go for a walk spend time with your friends and family you know do a different skill the cook you know to take time out of you know i totally agree with that i do not i do not disagree with that whatsoever a day off can be helpful for a reset but by doing that that is simply that is strategic because you know that you may actually get burned out if you keep going i'm saying the way you structure your stuff will allow you to still get everything you need to get done on time without ever having to get to burnout because you learn how to structure it and that is, it's not rocket science to do that you just have to make the effort of planning your stuff out and that makes because a lot of your energy will be used on deciding in the moment what i should do now what should i work on now should i revise this should i revise that should i work on this side hustle should i work on that if you already planned out the day before or the week before what are you going to do at what time i'm not saying plan out your entire day minute by minute just the morning for example if you have to work in the morning and you go out in the afternoon just do that mm. and once you do that then that's already in place but coming back to your cycling right coming back to your bike ride that you had with your uncle yeah i think it's a muscle just like your legs there when you're cycling he's more experienced so he's got a greater capacity he knows how far his limit is i think your work capacity and your mental capacity can be trained in exactly the same way if not a higher rate because the human mind is extremely powerful relative to your muscles the human mind can adapt much much more and it gives you that flexibility mm. you know so i think people can train their work capacity to be greater to the point where for one person they may get burnt out but you're you're fine you're feeling good you're feeling i can, I can do more and then by that stage you won't get to burn out and combining that with structuring it out in a proper way maybe you don't have to face it maybe you can keep it on the lock and obviously take breaks when needed so you don't come to that cliff and you jump over that cliff into burnout but it's just knowing just knowing how far you can push it without being unreasonable and you're only going to find that limit by pushing yourself towards that those limits so you may have to get burnt out a couple of times to see how far you can go and then you can slowly increase that threshold i feel like but part of it is placebo, I believe. If you believe you're burnt out, mm. and if you believe that, ah, oh, oh, yeah, I'm dead, I, I can't do anymore, then yeah, you're right, you can't. But if you believe, I feel tired, but I can keep going, I can keep going, you probably could do more. But, hey, that's just my take. Mm. I think it's really interesting. Um, it is a muscle that we all can adapt and we all can, you know, improve on, and we can all build so we can cope with burnout. I think... Your little analogy you told me off camera about someone pointing a gun to the head. Do you want to just quickly speak on that? I think that leads quite into what I'm going to say next. So I was saying, for example, let's say you can't be asked to do work. Okay. 
and you feel I literally cannot do anymore. If somebody pointed a gun at your head and said do some more work, you would do it. There's a motivation there. Now, why do I use this analogy? Okay, in that instance, there's an external circumstance that is causing you to work. I'm saying, why don't you flip that? Learn how to recreate a stronger internal motivation. The motivation there is you're going to get shot and you're going to die. Quite a strong motivation, <laughs> believe it or not. That's quite a strong reason to work if that was going to happen. Doesn't have to be to that extent that I was just an extreme version to show my point. What I'm saying is you could use an internal motivator to push you. Similar to how that external motivator pushed you. That is not easy. I'm still trying to figure it out very much myself, but I think it is possible. I think it is doable. It may not be easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it and would work to the brink of exhaustion and know exactly where their limit is so they don't over they don't surpass it, but they maximize efficiency in whatever they're doing. But sometimes people find themselves working to the brink of exhaustion and not having a choice because you've just got to make de make deadlines to make the grade, make deadlines to make the money that pays your bills. You know, it's life or death sometimes with people um, or it's grade, you know, it's it, whatever that means to you. Um, I would say that it's how far you're willing to push yourself and how far you can physically push yourself in life that kind of makes burnout a thing and it's what makes your burnout Hassan maybe different to mine and maybe different to person C, D, E, F and all the way to Z because and everyone in the audience in fact because I believe that how far you'll push yourself is different to everyone it's different to me and you it's different you know it's like with burnout okay I'm not really, it depends, right, for college for example, so we all have like a middle ground so you can compare your burnout to mine and everything like that. For college, I'm not willing to push myself to utter burnout while I'm on the floor exhausted, you know, tired. I'm, I was willing to, I, I was willing to stay up, I pulled it all nighter before I had to submit it in because I, I was so far behind. I wrote 10,000 words in a bit, a week, and, uh, just over a week and a bit, which for a dyslexic person is like hell and back. Luckily, I had my amazing girlfriend um, to help me out with that. She was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, but like, it's how far you're willing to push yourself. You know, it's how far you're willing to go. It's you're not going to have a gun that's pointed to your head every day or thank, quite frankly, never, hopefully, touch wood. Um, so it's how far you as an individual are willing to push yourself and find that motivation. It's about motivation, I think, actually. Can we talk about that? It's about finding your motivation and actually being passionate for it, because I feel like if you're passionate for a topic, you'll burn out, maybe, maybe, this is just a theory, this is what I'm thinking. Do you think it's less likely to happen and less likely to happen so soon? Totally agree, 100%. It doesn't become work, it becomes a hobby. You enjoy doing that. You don't have to will yourself to do it because that's what you want to do. That is what you genuinely want to do. When you don't have to will yourself to do something and you just want to do it inherently, it makes your life 10 times easier. If you want to do something, let's be real here. It won't be, it probably won't be released in the same levels of dopamine that, okay, let's take the example. If you get addicted to a video game, you do not have to will yourself to do it. You can just play. Some people just play for hours and hours, day after day. They don't get burnt out. Like, they can love it. And you can, if you manage to kind of trick that for the right things in life, 
you've cracked the code. Because honestly, if I wanted to, and I had no reason not to, I could easily just keep playing a game if I wanted to. Oh, I could just keep going. I love it. it it's so addictive. But if you manage to create that addiction in the right things that actually help you later on, because chances are playing games all the time isn't going to help you unless you become some sort of esports legend. But chances are against you. But I'm just saying for the average, for the average person here, probably won't aid you that much in the future. Create that kind of level of addiction and habitual behaviour on things that benefit you. What I'm trying to do, okay, is get addicted to the feeling of pushing myself out of my comfort zone. When I'm revising, when I'm revising and I know that I need to do more if I want to get the grade or whatever I want to get and I know I have to do more, I see it as a challenge. I say to myself, how far can I push it? I can push it far. Mm. I know people won't be able to... I, I say to myself, okay, most people probably stop here. But you know what? I don't want to be like most people. I want to I want to see how far I can take it. I don't want to... I don't want to die with an ordinary life. That's not my goal here. Life's too short for it to be ordinary. you got to spice it up. you got to live a spicy life. If I don't live a spicy life, knowing I could have, I'm going to really regret that, man. you just got to go for it. What's an, what's an ordinary life? What's an ordinary life? What's an ordinary life? We're getting life? deep here. Um, ordinary life, I would say, is remaining in your comfort zone, whatever that is, most of the time. Being too fearful of the unknown to venture out further, and you stay within your boundaries and you become set. You become set in your ways. That's why so many people become set in their ways, because they stay in their comfort zone too long, and then they're unopened to change. And then they get to the end, and they're like, shit, I should have done something. I should have changed some stuff up. That is an ordinary life and unfortunately one of the biggest regrets people have is I should have I should have not cared what people think and just do it but we're going a bit off topic here we'll say it's another episode but yeah it's a nice little bit to add though nice little thought um let's get it let's maybe like get it back to the topic of burnout topical discussion with what would you say if you could like list maybe four things that people could like traits that everyone has of burnout or how to cope really just quick bullet points how to cope hmm. understand the specific write down the specific reason why you're feeling burnt out or why you feel like you're becoming close to being burnt out write down exactly what it is and then write down exactly what actions you can take to structure your shit in a way that allows you not to get burnt out and then you have to actually act on those plans. You can't just write them and not do anything with them. You have to actively go do them, which sounds simple, but it's not. you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised how much shit I write I need to do. And then, I mean, it's definitely a lot less than before because I've had I've these lists, these lists of what okay, I need to do this, 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 this. Um, before I'd only get like half of it done. Most now it's more like sixty to eighty percent, but still. There's always that little side of procrastination. Mm. And if you leave it too long, everything builds up too much. And then you're like, then you get burnt out. you got to space it and build that mental grit to do what's important now. Yeah, that is very true. I'll go a step further and say, plan your days a day ahead. And I still, I'm struggling with that. Sometimes I forget. I did it today. Um, I actually lie. I did it yesterday. Um, and if you're able to plan what you're doing the next day and the day ahead and really... It's actually like we're talking about time management, 
Right, we talked about it in the episode in the last episode. So if you want to listen to that and you want to learn a bit more about that, go into the last episode, have a listen. Um, but I would say if you can effectively time manage your days, a day in advance, a night in advance, really, do it before you go to bed. Then you wake up with the objective of I'm waking up at this time, and then you have that motivator. That if if you can use right, this is maybe going a bit off topic, but I don't think that far. If you can, if you're able to use. I need to hold myself accountable, right? That one line to actually hold yourself accountable and to make you do shit, then you're on you're you're in a gold mine. And I still struggle with that. I'm not gonna lie, um, just a little, not not as much as I did before. But if you're able to use like I said, I'm gonna do it, and I didn't do it, ah, duck. I'm not gonna swear because we get demonetized. So I'll say duck instead. But you know, you really feel shit. Oh, that's what. Oh, that's how demonetized. But anyway, um. You feel really, you, you feel down in the dumps. I feel as down in the dumps as well because if you hold yourself, you know, accountable for little things, even of saying, I'm going to get up at seven, and you get up at 7 38, I feel shit. If you, you know, say, I'm going to do this, 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 mm. and this in the morning, if I don't complete at least two of them, I feel shit. If I, you know, say, I'm going to cook today and I don't, I feel you can fill that gap. You know, it goes along. Keep your promises. Exactly. Keep your promises keep to yourself. That, bro, keep your promises to your flipping self. You know, yeah, if you can't say, I'm going to do this, and if you don't follow, flipping follow through, you're messing up big time and you're actually losing such a big tool that will better yourself in the future. If you can just bloody, right? No, you're laughing at me because you can see me on the screen going crazy. No, I'm not, I'm not laughing at all. I was just breathing. Oh, you're breathing a bit loud, mate. <laughs> Listen, right, if you can bloody, right? I'm flailing my hands like a lunatic, by the way, when I'm talking. If you can just practice holding yourself accountable for your mistakes, for yeah, I didn't get up this time, and actually use that as a tool for getting stuff done in your day, guys, that, that's the thing you need to do. That's the biggest tool, you know? And I believe that can really help you with beating burnout, you know, combating that, seeing that come early and really forward planning, you know? Getting your stuff ready. If you can't listen to yourself, why should anyone ever listen to you? Mm. That's what I want to leave this with. Burnout, mm. it is real, but it's manageable. And the only, yeah. only person who can manage it is you. You know your limits, test stuff out, see how far you can go, and structure it. We're not going to tell you how to structure it, because you know how to do that. I'm sure you've seen plenty of stuff online on how to structure it. Just say, I need to do this, this, and this today. I'm gonna do it at this time and this time, and then just do it. That's it. Mm. And allow yourself to have breaks. Easier said than done. Yeah, definitely take breaks in the day. And that's that's it, really. That's it. Mm. And sometimes you have to be unproductive to be productive. Mm. Sometimes you have to see friends. Sometimes you have to see family. Sometimes you've got to play video games, whatever floats your boat. You know, to make those productive times more productive. Because if you think that working harder, right, is gonna get you the better grade, is in like the long period of time you actually work, right? And if you think that I'm just gonna work, 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 and miss out on sleep as well, you're not gonna get half the shit done, you know, you would normally do if you actually structure your days the day ahead. Go to sleep early. Have have the everyone needs a different amount of sleep, have the correct sleep you need, right? Wake up, have a good breakfast in the morning and actually smash the day. Have breaks and try and be happy you know try and enjoy what you're doing because that will push you and that will make you want to do it not need to do it i think that ends the episode beautifully no lovely stuff mate lovely stuff
Well, my name's Joe. My name's Hassan. Five Billion Striving Podcast. This was um, Burnout, How to Cope. And thank you for listening. What's the next episode about? Next episode, it's going to be spit in the works. It's either going to be on building up a brand using social media, mm. or we have some other stuff in the pipeline. But you guys, you guys shall see. Check out the answer for snips coming out very shortly. And yeah, let's go. Thank you for listening.